1: That's shopify.com slash special offer.
0: Life and football are very similar. Without an identity, you will not achieve your ultimate prize. Defense wins championships.
2: Pride and passion meet success. You got to love what you do.
0: Thank you for listening to the East West Football Podcast with Jerry Martinez, Kendall Whitley, and now here
2: is your host, Fidel Barraza. Listening to the East
0: West Football Podcast. I am Jerry Martinez. I'm hosting the show today. I got Kendall Whitley, and we got a special guest, man. We got Jordan Schultz, man, NFL Insider. Jordan, how are you doing? We heard that you're kind of, kind of, you kind of, you kind of, you, are still able to get the reports out there, but you kind of had a little rough Patrickson. Is everything okay?
1: Yeah. Uh, all good. Yeah, just been battling COVID, trying to find the energy. Um, but everything's solid, and uh, happy to be on.
0: Man, thank you so much for making the time. I know COVID is not an easy thing, but hey, man, we wish you the uh, a a very fast recovery. So, uh, Jordan, a couple things that let's 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 talk let's talk some football. I mean, you are the NFL insider right now. I mean, um, I mean, who who's best to know, who talk to, right? Uh, but let, let me get some of your takeaways real quick. I mean, we just had the NFL draft just just pass by. Uh, overall, I'll, let's get some of your thoughts. Who who do you think did a very good job? Uh, In the draft, and then and then uh, who who needs to try a little bit harder from what you're hearing or personal preference? Yeah,
1: you know, um, it was a really good draft in terms of depth. There were, you know, if you go to the middle rounds, late rounds, still, this was one of those drafts that had so many impact guys. Um, But in terms of teams that I, you know, what I what I love that they did, you know, I would look at Green Bay. They got some. For not taking a receiver in the first round, which has been two decades going now. But what they did was they went out and got Christian Watson out of North Dakota State, Romeo Dobbs out of Nevada, two really good players. And I think if you look at the Packers right now in the NFC North, um, you know, who who are how is Aaron Rodgers set up to succeed? So now they have two rookies who have different skill sets. You know, Watson's a big 6'4", four, four, guy who can stretch the field. And then you have Romeo Dobbs, who, you know, a lot of people talked about Carson Strong in this draft, and obviously he didn't get picked. But he was a really interesting prospect. And if you go back and watch Nevada, you see Romeo Dobbs just carving up people, including Cal. Um, he always did really well against big schools. And I think he's a big-time route runner. He has good size. I talked to an NFL head coach last night who told me he had him – uh, in his top five in terms of receivers, ahead of Christian Watson, yeah. so I really like Romeo Dobbs, and I think he's someone that will make an instant impact um, in in that offense. You know, Kansas City too; they they went out and got Sky Moore at Western Michigan. You know, no one's going to replace Tyree Kill, but they have Hardman, they have Sky Moore, um, they have Juju Smith, they have MBS, obviously Kelsey. So you know, Kansas City is still going to be really potent. And another team I would highlight from a defensive standpoint, um, is, well, I would say both Seattle and Minnesota. Seattle went back to their DNA, and this is not to say they're going to contend this year, but they went out and got big, physical, defensive backs, and that was always their um, mindset. You know, you think about Legion of Boom with guys like Sherman and Earl Thomas and Cam Chancellor, guys that could really lay the boom as well as run, and they got, you know, someone I would highlight, they got in the middle round, Sariq Wallen, um, out of utsa kind of by your neck of the woods jerry yeah. the, the Roadrunners. um this guy is a monster runs almost six four uh ran in the basically low four threes and is a super athlete a little rob but he, he'll be a guy that i think in three years we'll look at it and we'll say what a steal that was so and then also minnesota end of the first round they get lewis seen out of at a georgia safety safety is not necessarily a premium position. When we talk about the draft, you know, we always hear about tackles and corners and receivers, but you got to have safety play. And now Lewis seen and Harrison uh, Smith in the, in the secondary last line of defense for the Vikings in the NFC North. We talk about green Bay um, throwing the ball down the field. I like what Minnesota did as well.
0: Yeah. It's, it's, it's always great to see, especially when somebody like Lewis seen can learn from Harrison Smith. Right. Um, Yeah. So uh, let's get right into the next topic. I mean, right now we've been seeing what's going to happen with Baker. I mean, I mean, from, I mean, personal, I mean, what we've heard, what we've seen, what we've read, it's like almost like if the Browns botched it. But I mean, is will Baker be a Brown this year?
1: It's one of the strangest stories because you know, two years ago he had a really good season, took him to the playoffs. They ended up losing to Kansas City. Um, but bottom line was he had a good year last year. He was hurt, battled the shoulder and it was really bad. Did not play well at all. I thought he, he took a lot of steps backward and you know, that's not all on him, but a lot of it is, but bottom line as well with that situation is his, his cap hit is under 19 million, which is super cheap for a quarterback, especially a number one overall pick. who's still in his mid twenties and they still don't know the Browns don't whether or not Deshaun Watson will be suspended. So to me, you went out and got Jacoby Brissett. You know you you have a contingency plan without Watson. The the best move would have been trading Baker Mayfield before the draft to get draft capital. But everyone knew that the Browns didn't have any leverage, um, and that's why a deal didn't get done because the the offers for Baker Mayfield were really poor. Um, I know that we've we've heard teams like Seattle and Carolina, but ultimately, if I had to guess, um, I think this drags out longer. I don't think anything's imminent with Baker Mayfield. And I wouldn't be surprised Jerry, if he was on that roster week one.
0: Wow. Yeah. That's, it's an interesting storyline for all of us, right. To keep, to keep noticing. I I bet you you're going to be one of the first ones to report on that one. Uh, (laughs) Hey George, before I, before I pass it over, you know, before I pivot it, you know, pass, pass the ball on to Kendall, I have a couple, I have one more question. So, you know, you know NFL insider it it's, it doesn't seem like the easiest job to have uh you know for lack of better terms uh, but i will i will ask one thing um what for like the person like let's say let's say i want to be an NFL NFL insider what's the one thing that somebody could have maybe helped you or prepared you or told or got you ready for uh that that would have helped you you know maybe propel or launch you into becoming a a a respectable nfl insider
1: well the biggest thing is that this took me a long time to figure out um especially like there's no real training to be an insider like there's nothing in college that would prepare you for it Um, it's just it's it's a strange occupation when you think about uh what that means you know because it's so much of the work is done through text and phone calls and not necessarily being in person, it's, especially the last couple of years because of the global pandemic. So yeah. it, you're, you're not a lot of the conversations, I'd say almost all of them are the majority. I'd say the majority of them, Jerry, with whether it's a GM, a coach, a scout, a player, an agent, it's not even about that game or that trade or sometimes even the sport. You know, I think one of the things that I learned early on was these relationships cannot be transactional. It has to be genuine. Um, And like anything else, everything's built on trust. So if you burn someone that asks you not to report something or tells you in confidence, maybe hold this for a week or a month, that 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 source is not only never going to trust you again, but that word will get out very quickly that you're not someone to be trusted. And why would they? There's a million other people they can talk to. If they're going to talk to you, that's, that's the responsibility that I have. So I've learned that it's a really, it's extremely exciting thing to do. I love doing it. Um, You, you, you just have to keep in mind like everything else that it's a two way street. It cannot be transactional. It has to be genuine. It's built on trust. And also, and this is something that um, I'll never forget when I was, maybe two years out of school, I sat down with Adam Schefter, who has obviously been doing this a long time. And he told me, you know, you have to be able to offer value in return. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know what that meant at the time. But as I've done this now, several years and been able to break a decent amount of stories, is that you can't just expect information to flow to you. Like I said, there's so many other people doing it at a high level. So You need to be able to add value, you know, um, whether that's for an agent. Hey, check out these teams. You should be talking to them. They're interested in a running back talking to a team. I heard this guy loves this quarterback. Go out and talk to him. You might be able to find a happy medium together. A lot of times these conversations, if they are talking, if we are going to go into detail about, um, you know, a specific example is you want to be able to add value so that it's not just expecting someone to tell you the news. If you're able to do that, Jerry and Kendall, then oftentimes that agent or that team or even that player, they realize there's this is a two way deal. And and I can trust him. And also he's helping me. You know, he's helping provide value for me. So maybe I can give him the next story or I can give him a heads up or I can just refer him to someone else. You know, sometimes when I meet a GM, for example, it's not me asking to meet the GM. It's you've done a solid for this guy for so long. Hey this happens to be a really good friend of mine. We come in, we came up together in the NFL. Let me connect you with this GM or this up-and-coming scout, whatever it is. So that's how I would describe it.
0: Awesome, man. Well said, too. And, and thanks for the insight. Uh, thank you so much for your, uh, for your time with me, Jordan.
2: Yeah, happy to do it. Hey, there's some good knowledge there, Jordan. Appreciate you joining us this evening. Well, real quick, I want to ask you about the Saints. They just added Jarvis Landry. And the Saints are sneaky. I think they're I ain't going to say they a team to be NFC, but I think you could squeeze them into that top three to four team in the NFC. Yeah. all depend on, on James Winston, if he can play well and stay away from the turnovers. What do you rank the Saints at in the NFC, and how good do you think this Jarvis Landry signing could be the, could be for them, along with them adding Chris Olave and Michael Thomas, a healthy Michael Thomas coming back?
1: I love the Saints. I was on um, ESPN New York last night. Same exact question. Where do the Saints rank, especially in the NFC North or NFC South? And, and as a whole in, in the conference. And to me, I look at the Saints. They have pass rushers. They have cover guys. Great. I think the, arguably the best uh, nickel cover nickel corner in the league and C.D. Johnson. Um, you also have, um, uh, I'm sorry, in C.J. Gardner-Johnson, you also have Marshawn Lattimore. Um, they have they have a lot of pieces defensively, and obviously Cam Jordan is an all-decade player. And then offensively, you bring in uh, Crystal Lave in the first round of Ohio State. You mentioned Michael Thomas coming back. Camara, who maybe he's suspended, but you still have Mark Ingram there. You have a decent offensive line, pretty good offensive line. And now you bring in Jarvis Landry. And, you know, I broke that story. And as I got to understand why he wanted to be there, not just going home and, you know, reuniting with, with Tyran, you know, obviously LSU guys. And he's from, uh, Jarvis is from Louisiana, about an hour outside New Orleans. It's also the opportunity to go play in an offense that is tailored to his skill set. You know, Jameis played really good football before the injury last year. And, you know, assuming he's healthy, which looks like he is, they protect him. You now have three tremendous weapons, not to mention someone, um, you know, Marquez Calloway, Traquan Smith, Deontay Hardy. They have a lot of other guys. They have six receivers, really. Um, I think the biggest question mark for them offensively is tight end. Adam Traubman's a young player they like. Um, but bottom line is that's a team that can do some damage. Obviously, no Sean Payton, but Dennis Allen will... Uh, help the defense. I, I like the Saints a lot. I don't know if they're in that category yet of you know the the true elite of the NFC, but I think they'll give Tampa a run for their money in that division. And I think they are a definite. You know, I, I said last night, 10-11 wins.
2: And one thing we didn't even hit on, they gave Tampa problems and Tom Brady problems the past couple years. So yeah, and they, they weren't even that good of a team. Mainly, offense. The defense been good, but offensively, they beat them last year with with the Trevor. No, well, with um the back with the back yeah I, was um. Simeon, yeah, yeah. See, the building yeah. Simeon. Then they had, I mean, so it was a mess there. Offense last, and they still beat Tampa. So they've given um, Tom and Tampa a bunch of a bunch of problems the past couple of years. Oh, Rick, I want to ask. You, I know you've done some work with the herd and Colin Cowherd. I'm pretty sure you're <laughs> real close with him. What is it like working with Colin? He's one of my favorite guys to watch.
1: Colin's super. He's like a super smart, interesting guy. I think he's. Uh, <laughs> we're, both, we're both from Seattle. He went to Roosevelt High School. I played baseball at Roosevelt High School because our, our high school didn't have a baseball team my, my freshman year. So I, I know that high school really well. I know, you know, we have that that background being in the Pacific Northwest. Colin is a really, really uh, cool guy. He's super smart. He has the volume now, which he just launched, which is blowing up. Um, you know, I haven't spent a ton of time with him, but um, our, our, our conversations have always been super interesting. Um, I just think he's he's one of the few guys that has been able to sustain success over a changing media landscape over the last almost two decades, you know, obviously ESPN and now Fox. So I'm a big fan. Yeah. He's, he's special.
2: Yeah. And I know you do some work with Kevin Durant on, um, on, the, on the podcast too, man. How's, how's Kevin Durant? He's, I mean, that's, that's my guy too.
1: <laughs> yeah. Kevin is uh, as cool as a fan guy is <laughs> such a G he's such a cool guy. He's so laid back. Um, you forget sometimes that he is Kevin Durant. Hey, okay? <laughs> my daughter just okay? <laughs> little, little What do you need? Okay. I'm I'm doing a show.
0: Can can I come see you in a little bit?
1: <laughs> okay, all right. You know what's cool about Kevin too is like when when you're when you're hanging with Kevin, sometimes it's great basketball talk because he is a basketball savant and a historian, but. There's other times where it, there's nothing, it's everything but basketball. You know, he loves football. He grew up in the DMV, the Commanders fan. Um, he He's he's just a great sports fan, you know, and so you can chop it up, talk soccer. He has a ownership stake in the Philadelphia Union. So it's, it's been a great experience for me these last few years getting to know him and Rich Plyman, his manager agent, who's an awesome guy and a really good friend has vouched for me, which, which meant a lot. So, um, yeah, I was talking to Kevin last night just on uh, – on text and he's just like a low-key great dude and he happens to be one of the 10 best players of all time there's that but he's also just a great guy and it's been really
2: fun and Kevin man a great guys an understatement he, he he's unbelievable I love him some Kevin Durant I appreciate it last but not least what you think about yeah. this Pat Evan Chris talk on um, Chris talk Chris Paul yeah.
1: <laughs> I thought I really thought fellas that um I thought Pat Babb took it way too far you know, like, I, I respect Pat Beverly. He's, uh, he's a gritty, not super talented, undersized guard that's made it into the NBA. You know, I mean, it's a great story. But at the same time, like, to me, and I thought Dame said this perfectly, like, it's just super weird to be talking about these conversations you have in the locker room and airing it out in public on first take. And just, like, uh, sorry to use a bad word, but, like, he's just shitting on Chris Paul, one of the greatest point guards of all time. Nine-time All-NBA defense. He's saying he can't guard anyone. He's 37. I mean, what do you expect? Did Chris Paul have a good series? No, he did not have a good series. But everyone plays badly sometimes. This is part of the part of the game. And for Pat Beverly to talk about like, I don't. I go out the night before I play Chris Paul because I'm not worried about him. I just thought it was was way too much.
2: Sometimes you can be too real and too honest. <laughs>
1: yeah, yourself,
0: man, like we don't. It's just too, I thought it was way over the line.
2: <laughs> appreciate it jordan
0: it has been those 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 story lands have been crazy jordan thank you so much now uh just a little quick recap we can all our listeners can find you on uh you have two different podcasts right you yes. mentioned you mentioned uh boardroom with kevin durant is that correct yep Yep. and and then the other one is pull up with cj mccullough man two two right now awesome uh basketball players right so uh is there anywhere else that that Anybody else can catch up or keep up with Yeah, show? I'm
1: on – I have a I have a show called Take the Points on the game day. Most of that I post on digital, you know, Twitter, Instagram. I got on TikTok, at Real Jordan Schultz. You know, that's, that's another platform that is obviously uh, really substantial. I, I'm still learning how to navigate it. But, yeah, no, I'm, I'm all over social. I just got on Cameo. Uh, I don't know why anyone would ever want to – have me on cameo but so far i've been getting some requests so uh if anybody wants to do cameo i think i'm the cheapest guy on the whole platform <laughs> it's like 10 or 15 bucks per. so um yeah uh appreciate you guys having me on and continue success with your show as well
0: thank you so much jordan hey welcome to uh the east west fo- football show man um let's get right into it man uh can you let us know uh who is uh to craig
3: Hey, man. Uh, Jerry, Kendall, I appreciate you guys for having me on, man. means a lot. Um, thank you for giving me the opportunity to uh, have a platform and talk about what we do um, here in DFW. Man, we're on to some some big things. And uh, a little bit about me. Um, I'm a quarterback and quarterback wide receiver trainer here in the DFW area. And I work with a lot of kids. Um, heck, from six years old through NFL pros, um, some of the top guys in the game. Um, got my start about four years ago, training with uh, David Robinson, D-Rob. And um, he basically just had me, you know, come come throw for all of his wide receivers, all of his guys. Um, hold on one second. Dogs are over here being crazy.
0: It's <laughs> all uh, good.
3: Yeah, so, um, you know, obviously linked up with Dez quite a bit. Dez and I became really good friends, so we've been rocking together for a few years. Um, you know, a lot of the people just... Wide receivers that need work, man, they know that they can call me and, and if they need somebody to come throw so they can work work on routes and, and get, you know, get active in the lab, they know that, that I'm going to answer the call and I'm going to be there and give them quality work. So, um, you know, that's kind of how how I've built, you know, my reputation here. Um, and then last year, Des and I, we were I guess it was almost two years ago now um, getting him ready to go to Baltimore. So we started training, and um, we were kind of doing some film and, and pictures and stuff like that. And, you know, obviously he was putting it on his Instagram and putting it on all of his social media, so a lot of people started to see it. And um, he got to Baltimore, and he called me one day. He was like, "Yo, um, you know, everybody wants to come train with us in the off season. What do you think about it?" And I was like, "Let's do it, man. Let's run it. Just you know, bring whoever wants to come." Um, so that following year, you know, when he got back, uh, I believe it was February last year. February 2021 he called me on a Friday night um it was about 5 five thirty. you know sun goes down at 6 around that time so um he was like man let's go get some routes in I'm like bro the sun's about to go down we're gonna have to find an indoor so um we went to one of the local indoors turned out you know it wasn't like the greatest spot but but it was a Friday night I reserved it from 9 to 11 um so obviously that's where the late night crew thing came from we started it on a, on a Friday night between 9 and 11 p.m. You know, most people are either asleep or out at the club, partying, doing whatever, and we were in the lab crafting, um, getting better. So the following week, um, we did it again. This time we did it at to um, Tlaib and Vaughn Miller spot in Carrollton, A plus D1. And that night we had, you know, Laquan Treadwell was there and Lance Lenore was there. Uh, I want to say Jordan Tyson, one of the four-star commits to Colorado, was there. We had a ton of dudes out there. Um, and man, we just, (laughs) that night was when I realized we were kind of onto something, you know, I went live on my Instagram, which at the time, you know, I didn't have a huge following or anything, but, um, you know, there was enough people watching that I kind of realized like, man, we might, we might actually be onto something here. So, uh, later that night, you know, the energy was just insane. It was probably the most crazy feeling ever. Just, you know, so many dudes and in one room just grinding crafting just really trying to get better um, obviously the competition was great but it's a different kind of vibe when you're competing against dudes that they are not actually like competing against for a spot you know so you you know you're, nobody's taking food off your plate you're not taking food off anybody else's plate so you really genuinely want to see people get better we we you know got linked up with smu and we were in the indoor for the, the entire summer, and we had everybody from, you know, Juju Smith, Schuster, to Jordan Lewis, to Cheeto Um, you know, just tons of dudes coming in just trying to get work with us. And, you know, we had college kids from all over the country. We had Taj Washington from USC. We had Makai Garner, who was at Louisville and is now going to be a starter at LSU. Um, he's part of the family, you know, somebody that I, I think is going to be a first round draft pick out of LSU, probably one of the top DBs in the country. Um, you know, so he, he's one of the guys that we really, you know, we really love and and care for. And, uh, man, it's just, it's just been a hell of a journey. You know, we've had guys from, you know, high school kids that we had a kid, white Mike. I don't know if you guys have seen him. Um, he's had a couple videos go viral, just dropping kids off and routes and stuff, Hmm. but he graduated last summer um, in May, obviously. And three months later, you know, after all of our videos have continued to kind of get a lot of, a lot of push and a couple, we had a couple go viral. Um, he ended up getting a preferred walk on to Missouri state, which was kind of crazy, you know, cause he thought, you know, he'd already graduated from high school. He had no offer. So he didn't think anything was going to come of it. And, um, you know, we were like, yo, that's awesome. Like go, go to work, you know? And, um, you know, he's been up there the past year, and they're going to end up putting him on scholarship. So, you Damn. know, that was a big, big win for us. Um, you know, obviously Laquan Treadwell, um, one of my best friends in, in the whole world. I've been throwing with him for about four years. And, you know, we've, we've just kind of become super close, even outside of football. You know, um, you know last year, um, getting him ready for, for whatever was to happen at that point, right? He was coming to two live. As a matter of fact, I remember one night he had a workout in Buffalo. He he worked out for the Buffalo Bills, him and Lance both, actually. So two of our guys um, were in Buffalo for a workout. They ended up cutting or, I guess, not keeping Tread, not signing Tread, but signing Lance. So he was a little hot about it. He, you know, got back to Dallas. He called me, and I think it was a Wednesday or a Friday. And he was like, yo, are we in the lab tonight? And I was like, yeah, absolutely. I'm on my way there right now. And he's like, all right, bet I'm going to be there. And I could tell something was a little different inside him, you know, like he was a little, he was a little angry about it, kind of hurt. So he got there and man, he went straight to work. Like he didn't even, I feel like, I don't remember exactly, but I feel like he didn't even stretch. Like he just had his cleats on when he walked in and didn't say nothing, just went straight to work. So, um, you know, obviously Couple weeks later, um, we just kept going, kept going, kept going. We were at it Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Just going, going, and we've got you know top DBs, guys that are you know looking for opportunities, guys that need opportunities. And Tread ends up getting a call um, from Jacksonville. Said they wanted to invite him to rookie mini camp just to work him out. So he was like, "Bro, let's go. I need you to go with me. Just make sure I'm right." So you know, went with him. We spent three weeks there. Every morning we were up running routes we were looking at playbook going through everything just trying to make sure he was sharp and ready for the workouts you know hit the gym and then we'd go to the beach we would do some meditation and stuff after go right back to the playbook and then we'd go off and uh, you know go do cryo he would uh, hop in um, in the uh, uh, what's that thing called Uh, hyperbaric chamber you know he would do all that kind of stuff just you know making sure his body's right and uh, three weeks later you know after OTAs, they sent us home and then called him the next morning. When we were at MJP, we literally went right back to work that same morning. So, you know, got off the flight, got up at 830 the next morning. We were at MJP ready to go back to work. And um, I remember we were, he was getting taking his cleats off and the phone rang. And he kind of looked at me and started walking. So I, you know, kind of followed along. And I was filming the whole thing on my phone. I was like, man, this might be the moment. So I'm filming it and we walked back to uh to the training table and he was, yes, sir, you know, yes, sir, yes, sir, absolutely, yeah, I'm ready. And I knew it, right? So as soon as he hangs up the phone, he's like, They're calling us back, they're bringing us back tonight, we're signing a deal. So Sweet. Um, you know, that was the night that that he got signed with Jacksonville. And then a couple weeks later, man, we were working. Matter of fact, I had just finished working out with Tavon Austin, and that night he calls me, he's like, Yo, see, can I get you know, one of your people that's got the, those IVs. Cause you know, I have a bunch of connections here. So I had um, an IV company that, you know, pulled up on him at the house, gave him an IV, said he was hydrated. And then he hopped on the jet. And, and as soon as he landed, I remember the, the, uh, the news, you know, anchors and all the sports reporters saying that he like, you know, was fresh off the jet making touchdowns and making plays and all kinds of stuff. So, you know, obviously both of them being down there at the same time was, was pretty dope for us. Um, But, you know, Tread had a big had a big breakout season in my mind. Um, You know, his mindset was in a different place. He was definitely, um, you know, more mature and and grown into, you know, a different type of professional athlete and uh, seeing him evolve like that and watching him grow and just seeing his confidence kind of go up. You know, Um, and the, the, the craziest thing for me was like after after the season you know we kind of talked and debriefed and you know we talk on a regular basis so one day we were just kind of talking about how last year was like special and it was crazy and you know he was like man one of the things that really helped me was two live like you know going into that workout going into that camp um you know having all the running the one-on-ones you know it perfected my game it made me sharp i was actually ready to go so by the time i got to camp it wasn't like the first time i ran you know a route against the db and six months he was like I've been doing it the whole time so it wasn't anything different and so he felt more prepared and, and you know just me being you know part of it um, you know honestly I was I was excited for the opportunity and I was thankful that I got to be a part of it but at the same time it was like man we really have something that that can be used as a tool um, you know to to help guys continue to get better and continue to elevate their game and so Just the amount of feedback that I got from everybody, you know, we ended up having, I think, eight guys get signed to the spring league last year. We've got probably 12 guys in the USFL right now, probably more than that, if I'm not even counting right. Um, We had a couple of our guys go to the CFL, obviously. Um, One of them in particular, I remember the day that he got his contract, Jordan Smallwood. He's with the uh, Ottawa Red Blacks. And I remember I was on the I was actually on the lake on a jet ski. And I just happened to check my phone and um, it was Jordan. He's like, see, you're not going to believe this. And I was like, what? He was like, bro, I just got, um, I just got a contract offer. And they actually mentioned that they had seen my film on two live.
0: Oh, wow. And
3: that was part of the reason that they were bringing me in. And I was like, bro, there's no way you're lying to me. He was like, I swear to God, I'm going to send you a screenshot right now. So boom, he clicks it, sends me the screenshot. And I remember sitting on the lake in on the jet ski looking at it like this can't be real like what is happening right now you know it was like the craziest thing for me um to see you know obviously i'm proud of all of our guys but to actually see like the vision coming true and coming to reality and bearing fruit you know um really kind of just it it shocked me and, um, you know, fast forward to this year, we've got, you know, a lot of this, a lot of situations, um, you know, where the, the same kind of thing is actually happening. Um, I don't know if you guys have seen him, but little Jimmy Trilla, uh, JTM 10. He's one of our, you know, one of our protégés who's got one hell of a story. Um, I mean, I could go on for days about that if, if you all have time for that. But, you know, he's he was probably the most unbelievable story we've had so far he's from Chicago um I got a message last year around I guess probably around this time and you know he just kind of said hey um I'd like to come I see what you guys are doing I'd like to come train with you guys and I didn't know who he was nobody knew who he was he had just messaged a bunch of people in the group and he was like you know I'd like to come work out and we had no idea who this kid was I mean he didn't even have a profile picture there was no pictures or videos on his page it was just like some random picture and I'm like I don't know who this kid is but I guess you know so he shows up and scrawny little like long haired quiet kid had braces and I'm just thinking like okay well like who is this kid right so he introduces himself he's like yeah uh, I'm Jimmy I I messaged you and you know I just want to get some work I was like all right, cool so threw him in there he got to go against like Jordan Lewis and some other guys and you know he kind of got roughed up a little bit he kind of got you know he kind of got got shooken but the, the thing about him was even when he got jammed up or you know couldn't run around because the db was tough on him or whatever he was right back into it he was right back at the line like yo i gotta go right back and that was something that stuck with me that night and i was like man this kid he may not be big and and, and he might be raw but the kid's got heart and um so about two weeks later man i get a i get another message from him he was like hey coach thank you for for letting me come out and he was like, um, I talked to my ma, and he says ma because he's from Chicago. Um, he's like, I talked to my ma, and we're actually gonna move to Dallas. I want to be a part of this going forward. Well, like, oh, okay, you know, kind of like brushing it off, like, yeah, right. I don't believe it. Well, I, I was wrong. Um, about two weeks later, he walks into SMU into the facility, and uh, I was like, man, this kid's really here again. He came back, so. About 30 seconds later, his mom walks in, and she's, you know, she's pretty blunt. She uh, she doesn't hold punches. I love her to death. She's become one of the most amazing people in my life, and uh, I'm extremely thankful for her. She walked in. And she was like, "So you're him, huh?" And I was like, "Who?" She was like, "Well, you're the reason my son wanted to move here." <laughs> I was like, "Oh." She was like, "So I quit my fucking job, and here we are." <laughs> I was like, "Oh shit!" So like immediately, like the weight of the world is on my shoulders. And I'm like, oh, shit, now I got to figure out how I'm going to get her a job. Like, I got to figure out where they're going to live. Like, what is going on right now? How did this happen? So, you know, we kept going. And and I knew in my mind, I'm like, all right, well, I got to figure out a way. I got to make this work. So we just kept doing what we were doing. And, and I tried to, like, carry him, you know, wherever I was. Um, and fortunately enough, you know, I have a lot of good relationships. I'm I'm blessed to have a lot of friends in the industry. So, Anytime some of the, you know, like Delphante Diamond when he's in Dallas or Route God when he's in Dallas or, you know, TJ, Top Shelf TJ when he's in Dallas, they all call me, um, you know, to come throw for them and their receivers. So uh, I'm thankful for that. It's such a blessing. I love being able to provide that to them. Um, And I love just, you know, knowing them. A lot of good guys, a lot of great people in this industry. And so the the caveat was like, hey, I'll come throw with you, but I got to bring Jim. You know, I got to bring my guy. So I, I just wanted to get him as many tools in his toolbox as possible. Um, and the beauty thing about, you know, 2Live is, you know, we've got high school, college, and pros. And so at any point in time, you know, there's always a teaching moment. There's always moments where we can learn from each other. And so, you know, I, I'd glance over every now and then. I'd see, like, Dez working with Jimmy on a different on a, on a release. Or I'd see Tread or Lance or LaMichael Petaway or – noah brown like talking to him and saying like all right well like run it like this or do this you know or you know watch yourself when you're coming out of your break you're too high or you're you're not getting low enough or whatever it was so there was a lot of people just like pouring into him and uh i kind of realized okay well this kid's soaking it all up like he's a sponge and he's using it all and you know throughout all year and all summer last summer like He'll be in the lab by himself if nobody else is available. He's in the lab by himself, running routes, recording them, studying them, watching them, trying to figure it out, trying to like you know tweak every little thing that he can to make it more efficient, make it more successful. So um, we've we've just watched him grow and grow and grow. And about three months ago, um, I got I got a call to come down and, and partner for a camp in Fort Lauderdale. So we go down there, and, and last year I, I met Brandon White, Receiver Factory. Got to go down there with him um, when I was with Tread. Got to you know throw for Juice Landry, throw for Stefan Diggs, throw for all those guys, and um, just really saw the way Brandon White, Receiver Factory, does his you know operates his 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 lab. And I was blown away by the energy that they bring and the, the different styles that he utilizes in his training. And it was just, it was just, it was unlike anything I'd ever seen before. So I was like, man, I gotta, I gotta let him know. Like I gotta tell him like how I feel about it. So anytime, you know, I would see him or we would talk on Instagram or wherever, I was just like, man, I really enjoy what you do. Like I've been in a lot of, a lot of training sessions and yours are a little different. Like I really appreciate the art that you put into to your craft and it's, it's a lot of fun to be around. So when we go to Fort Lauderdale, I take Jimmy with me. And I'm like, B, you got to meet this kid. Like, you got to see him and you got to put your sauce on him, too. I'd like to add more tools to his toolbox. I would love for you to, you know, put some game in him. So we get down there and introduce him to the kid. And, you know, obviously he took us in and, and showed us around Fort Lauderdale. And we got in the lab with him. And he's like, see, this kid's got it. I was like, I know. I've been trying to tell you that. Like, this kid's really special. Like, he's he's just a different – he's got a different mindset. Uh, Not many 16 year olds are walking around pretending, you know, like, like moving as a pro, you know, most of the 16, 17 year olds are like focused on getting scholarships and yada, 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 which is great. But Jimmy really embraces that mindset of, you know, this is my life. This is my job. This is I'm a professional athlete. And, you know, he's surrounded by it all the time. So he understands it. He sees it. He uses it. So it's been incredible to watch. And, um, you know, now he's got, you know, a ton of colleges looking at him. Um, you know, he's had a couple videos of his routes go viral on overtime season, check down, you know, all over the place. I think he's got somewhere over around like 15 million views. So, wow. Wow. Uh, yeah, he's just, it's been incredible to watch him grow. And um, we're taking him, him and I will be going back down to Fort Lauderdale in June. And then um, we've got a, a workout with Penn State. They him so we're going to take him to penn state he's going to meet with them and and see what happens from there so kind of the uh the, the big picture um you know for two live is, is that and uh it's been a pretty incredible
0: journey to be honest it, yes. real quick real quick i mean it, it, i've seen i've seen the videos i see the work that you guys are putting in it looks exciting man but how like if somebody like let's just say somebody wants to work with you you know mm-hmm. how 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 can they go about reaching out to you hey that hey i want to put in some time with you guys in the lab cuz i mean like you said competition i mean it only makes you better and and it, it's a great vibe that you guys got going on you know there in dallas fort worth area so how do, how 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 do they get a hold of you
3: um, i mean obviously they can message me on instagram Live um or twitter and um, we also have a website www.2LiveCulture.com. So all of our training stuff is on there. Um, The crazy thing is like the two live late night sessions are exclusive. They're invite only. Um, Oh, wow. And it's, it's, it's honestly for the way I I really kind of envisioned it was that I have this, I have this belief that rising tides raise all ships, right? So I, I want guys that are going to focus on making everyone around them better. Yeah. I'm not worried about just me. I want to make sure everyone around me gets better. And so those are the that's the kind of personalities I want, the kind of guys that are gonna uplift and encourage each other. Our motto for two live is uplift one another, encourage each other and elevate together. Awesome. Uh, and then like I said, you know, rising tides raise all ships. So that's kind of the uh that's kind of the mantra that we carry and, and the the ethos that we live by. Um you know, so it's it's pretty, it's
2: pretty special.
0: It's pretty special. It's awesome, man. Go ahead, Kendall.
2: Yeah, that was, man, you answered most of the questions during your, <laughs> during your open segment. So I, done, I don't even have much to add. We ain't going to keep you too much, long, but real quick, you know, I'm a huge Dez Bryant fan. So um, tell me right now, how much does Dez Bryant have left? Did, could you see him playing again in the NFL?
0: Ooh, great question. Yeah, man.
2: absolutely. You know, yeah. Um, we worked out, obviously, you know,
3: he's been real busy with his, his personal corner thing, which is incredible, yeah.
2: man. Mm-hmm.
3: landscape and, and really changing the world, changing the future, blazing a trail that nobody ever knew was even possible to blaze. Um, so, obviously, I'm proud of him in that aspect. Um, but, yeah, he, um, he's he got some interest from some teams. So, you know, in here in the near future, you might hear uh, some teams that are bringing him in for workouts. And uh, I think we kind of have an idea of where we're going to end up. Um, yeah but uh you know i don't want to say too much i don't want to get i don't want to get myself it's pushed. a team it's a team right behind me that wouldn't mind them
0: <laughs>
2: i'm sure i'm sure they wouldn't it would be something to see this man yeah hey jerry jerry can tell you i'm a huge dance fan man yeah He's a huge fan so i really appreciate it though man appreciate you coming on
0: absolutely appreciate you guys having me Hey man, and best of luck to the uh to your future man thank
3: you i appreciate y'all man Been
0: Have you ever wondered what actually happens in Congress every day? Stay informed on Capitol Hill's daily happenings with a concise, factual summary of the Senate and House of Representatives activities from the previous session, Free From Bias, on the Congressional Record Daily Digest podcast. Subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and discover the process from the heart of U.S. politics. The Congressional Record Daily Digest, an ElectricCast production.
2: Electric Miles,
0: are you ready to record our promo for Season 2 of the Wanna Bet podcast?
3: David, have you ever seen a grown man
1: naked?
0: Miles, we're not here to quote lines from Airplane. We're here to tell people that Season 2 starts August 18th.